This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Slayton, and I'm so glad you're here. I empower leaders to turn indifferent customers into loyal fans. I talk to guests with a wide range of experience who share meaningful insights and wisdom. We give you practical tips, proven frameworks, and share ways to help you delight your customers. Today's show is going to be just a little bit different. Um, We are going to be talking about a product, and that product is also a service, and it's called video. Uh, How does video in the corporate world get leveraged? Rose Bentley is the CEO and president of Kumu, and uh, they their service and their offerings are, are all about video. So she's going to talk about how it gets applied, how it gets leveraged in the corporate world best, how it can be used to engage employees and, and customers, and how leaders can use it specifically to engage their employees um, in, in a world that keeps changing. Stay tuned. Let's just jump right in to this episode, which I think you'll find interesting. Well, I am so thrilled to have my guest today on the Delighted Customers podcast, Rose Bentley. Rose is the president and CEO of Kumu, which is, she's going to share all about um, the excitement that is Kumu, but it's in the video space and how video could be applied in the world of business. Um, and and she's going to, we're going to dive into that together because um, while video has been around a long, long time, the applications that she is talking about and the way it gets used to benefit companies to help them in their business goals is is relatively new. And uh, and what she's doing is exciting. And I love the intersection that we're going to hear and we're going to talk about as it relates to customer and employee experience. So with that, um, Rose, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. Um, I was delighted when I got your call because um, you and I met, right, two companies ago now uh, when yeah. I was leading uh, CloudCherry. So I was delighted to get the call and was excited to hear that you're you know, sharing your knowledge uh, really around how you, to your point, find intersection between customer delight, video, and a lot of critical topics out there that as leaders we're all, we're all thinking about today. So thank you for having me. And so, so happy and can't wait to introduce you and, and let our audience hear more about your background. So if you would um, give us a, a little background on how you got to be the, the president and CEO of Kumu and what led you to that, that place. You bet. Where do I start? Mark? No, <laughs> let me to this place. Um, well, for me, I've always been really keen on taking on big challenges and I love the opportunity to transform companies and drive change, lead through change. I think that's really hard on organizations and I am by nature very authentic and vulnerable leader. And a lot of times those are the best leaders when you go through times of change. And so that brought me to Kumu. So I also did have some experience uh, before um, at Teradata, which is a large also analytics company, about $2 billion. They were going through a transformation from on-prem to the cloud. And that's the same transformation that Kumu is going through. So Kumu is going through a transformation from on-prem to the cloud, which in essence means that we have to take all of our cloud customers, provide some uncertainty or put some uncertainty in there, and then put them on a new cloud product. And so 
I got the opportunity to see how you do that at scale and, you know, be the chief, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the chief of staff at Teraday to really help them deliver on that strategy, which then led me to like, when I wanted to go think about what I wanted to go do next, because we all know chief of staffs are somewhat a tour of duty, if you will. It gave me the opportunity to go, okay, what do I want to go do next? And so I found Kumu um, as one of those companies that was going through a cloud transformation, having just done it and having the opportunity to you know, explore that. I took on the chief operating seat first. So I was first the chief operating officer in a succession, of course, to be the CEO um, eventually, and then took on the seat as CEO only about six, eight months ago. So it's been a great journey. And prior to that, I led sales, marketing, customer success teams, um, really, like I said, always focus on the subscription, the SaaS, the cloud, um, but also joining companies that are a lot of times maybe going through a transformation or going through a time of change. And I could be a leader to help them, you know, take one strategy from where it was and evolve the company to where it needs to go and embrace that future vision. Having having work with you, I know that you uh, love the you love customers, um, <laughs> and you love leading, and you're a great leader. Um, and uh, this particular company, what I was a little surprised because everything I've seen and felt is really felt cutting edge and innovative. But you told me the the actual company's been around a little bit. It has been. Yeah, I think that's one of our big strengths. So we've been solving highly complex problems for enterprise customers for over 20 years. Mm. So we've had the opportunity to really, I think, understand video before video was big, right? Video, as you can see here, even in our interaction, it gives us the ability to um, see emotions, empathy, body language, you know, expressions that you don't necessarily get to see. And especially when you're a leader, this is another reason I joined Kumu is that when the pandemic hit, I knew that leadership was going to have to be through a lens. Leadership through a lens is very different than walking around the office, having the, the, you know, the side conversations, having big all hand meetings, you know, bringing face to face, you have to lead differently through a lens. And that was another reason I kind of joined Kumu. And you're right, it's given us the opportunity over the last 20 years to really help our customers. And a lot of our customers are financial, healthcare, highly regulated, regulated industries, mm -hmm. and they expect extreme security because they have got, you know, security very secure topics they're yeah. speaking to, and they can't have any concern of that getting out. And they need to be able to have these kind of conversations in a very global environment. So if you think about that too, Kumu provides you not only with a synchronous relationship, right? You think of, think of Kumu as like a YouTube for the enterprise. So in essence, like if you think of YouTube, you've got YouTube, you've got all your widgets, you've got multiple experiences of video. You can log in to do one thing, but you can, you know, find other areas. But the challenges with YouTube is there's ads, right? So you might find an ad for something and you don't necessarily want that on the corporate environment, right? So in a corporate environment, you want to be able to control that experience. And that is what Kumu does is it provides you to control that experience for the actual broadcast, which we're similar to what we're doing now, but also ongoing. It also allows you to take that broadcast and deliver it in an asynchronous way. So it's a way to consume video asynchronously rather than the expectation of like, hey, we just need to be in seat. Everyone needs to be on at 6 a.m. Pacific, which as we know, when you're leading a global company, Mark, that's really hard because some people can't. But now you can have a conversation or recorded. You can break that video up. And that's what we've been doing for over 20 years. So you're right. It, it's new and hip now because you're right. There's a lot of, I think people are really embracing video in a different way with the remote workforce. But also I think we're being able to leverage a lot of the learnings we've had and, and frankly, see a lot of customers of ours that have been doing this for a long time that just said, oh yeah, 
that's old news. We know how to deliver a message through a lens and how to drive engagement of our employees, even if right they're not in the room with us. So, so that's a great point. You brought up the pandemic, and I think we all know that's going to change the way life is in, in general for, forever. Mm-hmm. But in the business world, it, it's changed the way things happen, and and it makes it more challenging. I think you're right for those relationships to get developed, the water cooler conversations, the cultural um, goals um, and desires leaders have for what they want their culture to be like. Um, It's just that much more difficult and video can help. Um, It can't, it can't serve exactly the same as being in person, but it can help bridge the gap. And so um, I think I think organizations are well. They're str- they're struggling with things like the Great Resignation and all sorts of staffing issues. We've got you know layoffs that have already happened. So I, I said to someone earlier today. I mean, if you're in that recruiting and and placement world, you're you're earning your pay these days with people going in and out of the workforce, you know, and trying to get the right people in the right seats. But that said, um, tell us tell us about like when you think about. Um, video and the application in the world as it has changed. How can um, how can Kumu help organizations achieve their goals? Yeah, well, I think of I mean, this is why we're talking today, right? It's all around the customer, and I think when we really think about video, the, what you're what you're doing is providing a better experience for your customer. Mm-hmm. Right. So your customer can be your audience member when you deliver in all hands. Your customer can be someone that's on the other end of a product launch um, from a Toyota, for example. Your customer can be just someone that logged in and wants to see how your product works and consume little bite-sized videos. Like, I don't know about you, but the days are gone for me of like if I can't get something to fix, I just go to YouTube and someone out there has recorded a video. I was doing this for my printer a couple of weeks ago, how to you know change out the cartridge. Someone on YouTube has done that for me. So I think video is providing a tool for customers for education, um, for businesses to leverage video to help acquire new customers because it's an education or a way to engage uh, with them. I also think video, like I said, is, is just driving better audience engagement. And when an audience is more engaged, they find they are more in line and understand your message and what you're what you need from them. Right. And every business, I think, can engage better with a customer through a video. It doesn't have to be the only way, but it is definitely a way I think you can deliver a message or an educational tutorial or something that people can watch and and seek better to understand. Yeah, well, well said. And and so um, in your space, like um, there are other video uh, providers out there. Tell us what makes your your offering special and unique. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, products are products. And I think at the end of the day, you buy from people. And one thing that we have continuing to win awards year in, year out is our level of customer service. And I think at the end of the day, that really matters. And I mean, you, you know, being one of my customers at a um, couple companies ago, recognize that I, I know that to be, and that's the heart of the leader I am. But there were many of those leaders before me, right? I mean, I, you heard me, I only took on this role recently. The customer obsession is in the blood of these teams. Like it is something that when I, even when I joined, I was like, wow, you, but the difference is it's not just customer obsession either of like you think of like an end customer or someone that's purchasing from you. Mm. But my finance team wakes up every day and recognizes that sales, marketing, IT are their customers. And they're obsessed on how do they make their life better. And that is very 
unique and different. And you don't always see that. So I would say for us, we really stand out on just what we expect that quality and level of service to be. And we hold that bar very high. Um, That's a big one for sure. I would also say we are extremely diligent in how we secure the product. And so that's why we are, like I said, they expect regulated industries, they must have, right, the ability to have secure information and not be concerned. So we're compliant all the way in what a government customer would expect, all the way from like our high profile um, healthcare brands, right, um, from CVS to others, like they expect Kaiser Permanente, you'll recognize that brand, like many of them expect a certain level of security, we need that. And when we need that, that means that they need to provide a or find a provider that can deliver that level of security. So that is also why many customers come to us and find us. And then finally, I'll just say is the reliability. The teams multiple times I've been in QBRs where they just say, it just works. And we underestimate that sometimes in product, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And how fast it works and the ease of use it works. That's very important to our customers, especially because we're trying to give them time back in their days. We're not trying to take time. We're trying to give them back back time to ensure that they can deliver and, you know, work on a project that's more important to them, or frankly, maybe have more time with their family if that's what's important to them that day. Yeah. Well, that, that's a big deal that it just works because uh, I know, I know personally, I have found myself under the desk, as I say, or under the conference table um, at the time the meeting's supposed to be starting trying to connect the right wires and cables and and so forth so when it just works that's like magic it is <laughs> it is and our customers expect that and they deserve that most importantly let's be honest don't just expect it they deserve that so let me if it's okay i'd like to dive a little bit deeper into the um into the application of it and we talked before about the intersection between customer experience, employee experience, and video. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could think for a minute, you know, it, w- the applications of of customer experience, you, you can talk broadly about this, but uh, w- you mentioned already, already already a little bit about the customer experience and the employee experience in particular, leadership being able to connect in a way they can't, if they're not in person, like two-dimensional writing something or you know, sending an email or whatever, it's a whole different world when you can see the nonverbals and the tone of voice and all that. But when you, you know, what else, what else should we know about the application, the intersection between the customer experience, like how it can be used to benefit and, and, or the employee experience? Yeah. I mean, I think video has given us the opportunity to your point to be a little more of a two-way conversation. So Mm. we're even growing our roadmap to be much more around driving engagement within the video. So what that means is you're like, we have this um, meeting here, but if, what if I were to send out a video and then um, in an area, put a place for you to click and to get my bio, you asked for my bio or my edge. Like it, it just gives the ability to engage deeper in video. And I think that is what we're expecting to, you know, to see differently coming here into 2023 is that video now is like, okay, yeah, we've got video, but how do we really use that as a communication tool? Uh, you're, if you think of even um, everything that the world has seen just from like when a text message was dropped, right? Text messages gives you the time to respond when you want, right? It's it's quick form of communication. You respond when you want, similar to video. It gives us also the ability to like do a quick form of video. I do asynchronous videos a lot for my team. 
which helps drive employee engagement. So every Monday, the team gets a asynchronous video from me in this format where I just talk to the lens and lead through the lens. And I say, you know, here's what we're challenged with as a business right now. Here's what we're focused on in Q4. And here's what I need from you. Uh, and any minor announcements I might have too, like Veterans Day, you know, was just this last week. So I spoke to that. Um, and then I let them let them consume that. So I drop it out there. It's three to five minutes. I drop it out on Slack. We have an executive updates channel. I drop it out there and let them consume it when they want. But you see what that does. It gives me the power to communicate with them, them the power to consume it when they want. Uh, and then, of course, we have a, you know, a culture really of like once people watch it, they start commenting it on it because once in a while I'll, you know, praise an employee or we'll talk about a new initiative. And the team gets to express that through the Slack. We're trying to bring that into video, too. So you could just be engaging in a video and granted, we can run polls, we can do surveys, we can do all of that in our application. So when you're in all hands, you can, you know, ask a question and people can go in and, and drop the polls. But I think it goes even beyond that. And we're even looking at some strategic partnerships for us over this next year to expand on our analytics portfolio, our AI portfolio, and our engagement portfolio. Because if you think about it, everything you're talking about is the intersection is, is really, if video is that intersection, how do you deliver more engaging experience? And how do you bring it to where the customer, the employee, and to your point, everyone can kind of get together and work in one, one environment? Yeah. Well, that that's powerful. And I'm trying to imagine like if I'm, well, let's just say if I'm in the um, wealth management, if I'm a, if I'm a wealth management firm, mm -hmm. um, how might I begin to apply this to my customers? Yeah, I think there's many ways to do it. I think I believe email is becoming less and less of a communication tool and more and more of an um, uh, like an announcement place. Like if I, know, I even look through my emails, it is becoming more of a, like an awareness, like, hey, this is your open enrollments here. Here's all the links, like so that you can go back. And that's a little bit hard right now to do in video. And so I think anything you try to want to put sometimes an email that would be really long and not as, you know, try to do it asynchronous video. Right. Just think of ways to, that you can kind of disrupt, I think, the current workflows we have today, specifically when it comes to email, because we all know and love hate right? Love-hate relationship with email is if there is a way to get better, I think, of how you communicate with your team and think of doing that with video. I also think global audiences, right? So in wealth management, right? You've got just global audiences. The power of video communication is sometimes emails, you just can't tell the emotion, you can't tell the expression, and it can be perceived in a different way. Where video, that's much harder to do because it's as if we're, there's a lot of things similar of us being in the same room or being in the same you know environment and being able to see how I'm expressing this. So I, I think there's a lot of opportunity also that if a topic is, is critical or could be taken in a different way over email, it might be a good idea to, I always pick up the phone or do an asynchronous video such as this so that you can, at least they can see the expression. I also deliver a lot of feedback of teams or of meetings. Like I've got a big uh, presentation with uh, BT where I'm in London at the end of the month. Um, I'll have the opportunity following that meeting. I always just send them a quick asynchronous video so that I can, you know, speak to them in this way. Uh, let them know like, hey, here's where I think we did really well in the meeting. Here's where I thought we had some challenges you know, what do you think? That's a, that's really hard to do just over a long form email. So it gives me the opportunity to, I think, communicate more and have a, a you know, a consistent communication um, with our teams. And so I think all of those, all individuals out there, I think are still trying to understand whether in wealth management, financial services, healthcare, manufacturing, everyone is trying to understand how do we 
do more and do better with video. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those things is just replacing some of the things because you just can't add on top, Mark. I think that's what a lot of our customers learned a long time ago and where I think a lot of companies now are still learning, which is you can't just also inform through video and expect and email. And, and people are just going to, that's the burnout, right? That's where everyone's like, it's mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. I can't. You have to find ways to own your calendar better and ways to do that is through video because you're now being much more, I think, prescriptive and giving the opportunity to not have to call everyone into a meeting. I don't know how many meetings, Mark, I have not have to do because I have sent out an asynchronous video and then asked for people's response on it. Quick, quick dialogue that way, rather than pulling everyone together, you know, having a PowerPoint presentation. I mean, it's just, it's, it's different. It is a different way, but you just have to make sure you're, I think, thinking about it differently and making sure you're not just piling it on top of everything else. You got to think through if this goes in, what's got to go out. Hmm. Well, that, that is really important. And, and um, again, I think there's a huge need to make sure that your employees are engaged Um, and that's harder and harder to do. We talked about this before because remote work, hybrid work, um, the new world that we live in, and you you can't just take for granted that they're getting it some other way. If if you're not meeting as frequently in person, um, I think it's just so critical. And, you know, I think it's going to be one of the most important things that makes, uh, employees want to stick, but both, both stay, be engaged you know, and retention is going to be critical, you know, going forward, keep your best employees. So I got to imagine video is going to be a go a long way to help that. Yeah, absolutely. And what I, what you're hinting on, right. It does not displace Mm. the need for personal interaction and teams together. We still pull our teams together, but we are a hundred percent remote company, which means we don't have any headquarters or offices. But what that also means is that we, we fly around intentionally and we have a very intention driven agenda when we meet, right? We know that that time is critical. You know, what used to happen though, I used to fly around, um, get everyone in a room just to sit on death by PowerPoint for a couple of days, right? You don't do that anymore, right? You just, there's no need for that. You now, when you get together, it is more about team building. It's about team collaboration. It's about just addressing topics that are best done in person, making it idea driven, making it, you know, things that need to creativity or collaboration, just make it to where when you get together, this couldn't zoom couldn't replace it right or an asynchronous video couldn't replace that engagement because i do think that video yes it's here to stay i couldn't i mean i love the fact that video i think has brought the ability to give more flexibility to work remote work but it also doesn't replace the human interaction and it doesn't replace the need for that um, to be in person or be face to face so i definitely encourage all those leaders out there to understand what their teams are doing to meet face-to-face, even if they've got a very strong remote culture like we do, that's great. But also make sure that we're meeting in person and building those relationships um, because I believe you build the relationship and you really meet in person to really um, build the foundation of it, but you can maintain that relationship over video. So a lot of times I think that first engagement, um, like a new hire, get them in front of the team quick, get them engaged in the culture, meet them in person, and then you can maintain that relationship until the next SKO or the next um, experience get together with your customers or, you know, your next seminar. You can do that. Um, but you just need to, I think, invest a little bit in person always because I don't think video just, you know, replaces that by any means. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Fascinating stuff. Um, I, I think I think there's so much more to the imagination that people can use to, to apply 
what what your product and, and service offers. Um, if if somebody was interested in maybe getting a demonstration of how it works or speaking to someone and or if they were interested in connecting with you, what would be the best way to do that? Sure. I'm very reachable. Um, so you can go through LinkedIn. I'm happy to give you my email. It's a very easy email. It's just rose.bentley at Kumu. Uh, so simple, easy way to get a hold of me. Um, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to put you in front of someone that's probably better at demonstrating our products, at least deep dive into it and how it might complement what you're doing today. Uh, but we're, we're, yeah. And if anything, we're just here to help solve problems on video. Like people reach out to me sometimes. They're like, Hey, I'm really having a hard time connecting with my team remotely. What do you recommend? And I was like, actually, I recommend small talk at the beginning of every meeting because we forget about those. We just jump into the agenda so fast and we forget that these are people on the end of the day. Like, how was your morning? What did you do this weekend? And it's hard to think of building small talk into an agenda, but it's something you just got to do and you got to, you know, engage in that way as a leader. And so people reach out to me for even that kind of stuff, because this is a, it is a new, it is a new world. And we have a lot of customers that have been doing this for a long time. Like you said, at the beginning, it's we're 20 plus years. So there's customers that have figured this out um, and how they use video in a, a very, I think a very inclusive and collaborative way. Um, yeah. Out there at the enterprise level. Yeah. Well, I will say everything I've been hearing um, in all different regards, social media and every video is, is here and it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, Rose, um, I, this, this wrote, Rose is my second of three podcasts today as I rec- mm-hmm. as we record them and, uh, you know, pack schedule. It's a big day. It's <laughs> a busy day for podcasts. I typically yeah. do it on Wednesdays, but it's, it is a rose between two thorns. Nice. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry for my other guests i'm not going to tell you who they are uh, <laughs> but so um what, what, i'll what, take what, it what, yeah i'll take it <laughs> what what a pleasure to have you how exciting um the industry and the business that you're in i definitely think this is um going to help everyone in the customer experience and employee experience world lift their game so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rose, for yeah, being on Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was such, like I said, such an honor to be reached out by one of your past customers. I mean, that just, yeah, it shows a lot. So thank you for reaching out. And I, I really appreciate the conversation today. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Delighted Customers Podcast. I'd like to ask you a favor. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of my other ones, hit subscribe or follow. I've got a lot of other great guests that are coming up and a lot of other great content, and I don't want you to miss anything. You can find any links or references on the show in the show notes, and you can find those on my website at empoweredcx.com. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, and visit cxofm.org for more resources.